0: hi it's me again if you notice there's a change in my voice yes i am still kind of sick i don't know what it is it's like this lingering cough that won't leave me and every time i go to make it better or like whatnot my throat gets progressively more dry so it's like really really not fun anyways um i hope you guys have been enjoying the new episodes lately um Pretty much, I and my lovely podcast reviewer, we've decided on a free theme for the rest of this year, just to wrap it up, trying to get the most out and whatnot. There's very rarely moments like these moments where I have, like, just the time alone to do things. Um, It's been really busy. Like, I've been reading a lot of books, been watching a lot of movies, been watching my Christmas countdown of movies. So, excuse me. (laughs) <laughs> I promise you I'm not dying. It's just my throat is really dry. Um, I do want to say, like, this this novel that I'll be covering right now, I actually watched it on the whim. It was on my Netflix recommenda- re- recommendations. And I thought it'd be one of those cheesy Hallmark films. No, I was wrong. It was very sentimental. It was very emotional. A little bit unclear sometimes. And then... I did a little bit of researching, found out there was a book for it, found a way to read the book without spending $52 at um, Indigo, which is like Canadian previous, Canadian chapters that was pre, now named Indigo. They renamed the, the bookstore in Canada. So that being said, um, I didn't want to spend 52 bucks. nothing against like spending money for books it's just sometimes like if it's if it's not on sale like i can't reason and also because it was going to be a quick episode today i didn't think it would warrant that much so i found a way to read it without actually having to spend much kindle ding 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 um wow this was quite a read actually um now before i get into it i do want to say there are spoilers Ahead for when I discuss the book and when I discuss the movie. <coughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. Also, always tune into our social media. We are in the process of updating it. So, there it'll be a little slow, but you'll actually get to know what's coming around. Um, what am I currently reading? I'm currently reading The Love Hypothesis by... Um, Allie Hazelwood, so you might actually get a review on that next week. We'll see. We will see. That being said, episodes will come regularly whenever they can come. Um, you'll probably be notified based on the description of the title, what it is. And like I said, the schedule is still coming out. It's just been hecka a lot of busy and whatnot. Um, yeah, so let's dig right into it. Like I said, war oh, spoiler warnings and whatnot. Yeah. Hey, so welcome back. This is the spoiler portion of the episode, but I just do want to like say this at the very best. Sometimes Christmas themed romance novels, they're a bit of a cliche. Most of them are cliche. But this one was kind of interesting. For once, it wasn't the main character who is an average woman who's just looking for a changed perspective on Christmas. No, this this is quite interesting. So, essentially, you can even, like, look at a Wikipedia just for, like, kind of a summary of the book or a summary of the plot. But basically, um, main character is this best-selling romance author. His name is Jacob Turner in the movies, but Churcher in the books, and he hasn't been back home to his native hometown for about two decades. That's a long time, but pretty much the reason behind that was that his mother kicked him out of the house when he was around 16 in the books and 17 in the movie, and pretty much he's just getting ready to have like I guess, have his own Christmas countdown, rewatch the classic Christmas movies, spend time with his dog. You know, when in the movie, when he was just telling like, they were like, oh, like this lady came up to him. She's like, so what are you doing for the holiday? He's just like, oh, I'm gonna spend time with my girl, Ava. And I knew right then in that moment, this man has a dog because no one, no one who's in a relationship would be like, yeah, I'm gonna spend time at home with dog's name. And make it seem like they're like spending time with someone, not a pet. That being said, I have nothing against people spending time with their pets. And I think it's lovely that you consider them part of your family. But that is no way for you to <clears throat> reject a woman like that. I admit, it's a bit creative. And because he's just signing books in that scene, it's like, please leave me alone. That's That's also a great way to reject. So, I don't know. I'm indecisive of how to feel like that. But essentially, a lawyer calls one day, like a few days before Christmas, just to tell him that his mom has passed away and left everything to him. And he has to now return back to town and sort everything out. Now, what I really like about the book is that the author, Richard Paul Evans, he takes a lot of time to kind of explain um, Jacob's character, as well as Jacob, the way he does things and whatnot, gets a sense of why he is this way, and then as you learn more about his history with his mother, you kind of understand why he became the way he is. And that's what I always find fascinating. Like, people... (coughs) Sorry. People constantly telling me that, like, oh, you know, you can just learn from your circumstances. It's not that easy, actually. I think we don't give enough attention to the fact that some of the nicest or the best people come from the most harshest situations. And it's because they choose not to be like themselves in those situations, or they just learned how to cope differently. That's why they, they are the way they are. But Jacob, in this case, just seems like a very standoffish man. Like he enjoys his success as like a romance author. He just doesn't have the romance part down. And somehow somehow has, like, a very strange relationship with his now passed away mother. Can't blame him. And whatnot. But we find out, as we go through the film as well as through the book, that Jacob's mom is more like a hoarder. And it did come with the fact that after his uh, brother had passed away, that it got progressively worse. And he realized that he has to dig through not one, but two decades worth of stuff. And he's just constantly digging through and he uncovers so many different memories through pictures different recollections, and even stumbles upon a diary by like someone who they had stayed at their house as like a nanny and whatnot and even though he has no memory of them you know maybe because he was just a small boy um he's kind of curious on who this person is then as we see in the movie kind of progresses to the stage of like kind of intense curiosity because he notices this woman from across like in the movie at least from across the street she's looking at him and whatnot and says her mother used to live in in this house and whatnot and for a second you can see on his face he was just like did my mom have a child outside of their marriage but no like she explains further and whatnot and then by complete fluke she finds out that her mother stayed in their house as a nanny and pretty much they have this journal that his mother kept all those years ago. Now because his mother's dead, they can't go asking the dead who about who or where his mo- her mother is. Keep in mind this woman, her name is Rachel. She <coughs> She is adopted, and she knows she's adopted, and she's been on the hunt for her birth mother. So it's something reasonable. Like, you want to know where you came from. That's fine. It just, it turns into this whole adventure where they're trying to figure out who is Noelle, who owned the diary. Where is she? What is she doing? And it also comes to a point where you kind of realize Jacob's father, who wasn't in the picture and whatnot, he left after Jacob's brother died, um, which, you know what, I understand that, because parents, when they lose a child, it takes so much, it creates so much turmoil, so much tension between them, and we even see this in Hamilton, like, the Broadway's production Hamilton, you know, the one that also has a movie on, on like, Disney+, Plus that by Lin-Manuel Miranda, when Alexander Hamilton and his wife, they lose their son, Philip. In all of those songs that proceed and whatnot after that, it's just never quite the same. It does not heal. You outlive your child. It is a very traumatizing thing. <coughs> and I think it's more interesting, in fact, that like he hasn't recon- recon- let himself forgive what happened his father doesn't hasn't allowed himself like his father doesn't forgive himself for what happened and i think in just the spirit of things like it's just so incredibly touching and incredibly moving on how richard was able to like deliver this i was crying it takes a lot to make me cry i'm just being honest and you know what rachel doesn't find out who her mom is I mean she does eventually but like it's a very eventual moment Jacob actually, in the film Jacob actually meets her at the hospital that she's working at and explains who he is and explains who her daughter is and whatnot and like becomes that reach like Noelle like literally says like she may have I may have a family now but I never stop thinking about her I always love her and whatnot and it's incredibly touching to me. Like I said, I was crying. I was bawling. Um, but Jacob and Rachel, they're falling in love as well. They're having these moments and whatnot. And what was a real like kind of page turner, not even in the book, it was in the in the movie where Ava is like this border collie that Jacob's had for such a long time. She runs off after um like seeing a rabbit and Like, there's a moment where Rachel looks at her and she was just like, Ava Turner, come back here right now. And she whistles. And, like, this dog's just like, okay, I'm coming. I'm coming. And I'm just like, yeah, you, you better not let her go. Like, you guys better, like, get together at the end of this. And you know what? All said and done, Jacob tries his goddamn best. Even everyone from his neighbor to even his dad was rooting for them to be together. Even though Rachel is engaged to someone. You see a familiar romance cliche here? I mean, it's horrible, but like... If you're not fully honest with the person you're currently with... You know what? I can't be too judgmental on that, though not for me but i know some people who've had a few close calls where they just ended their engagements right then and there because they realized the person that they thought they were going to be with this person didn't match up to the person they wanted to be or the person or they couldn't tell them about something that they were doing and whatnot and they realized that's the wrong person they have can't be with Don't get me wrong, like, most most people are so excited about their engagement, about the planning and whatnot. And the way I've always reasoned it out, as long as I'm with the person, it's fine. Honestly, we could just have something in, like, my own garden. We could have something in the botanical gardens. It doesn't matter. I'm celebrating our love, our current love. the moment i can't feel comfortable telling you about something maybe there's an indication that there's a problem not with me but just with us and with you so the fact that rachel didn't tell her fiance that she's going with the guy who her mother used to nanny a little problematic but i also see like you can't just mention that right off the bat that looks scandalous But I appreciate the fact that she breaks off with Alan and then she and Jacob get together by the end of the movie. Is it a little sudden? Yes, but it also means like she felt the goddamn sparks there. This type of romance with like leaving someone else and getting together with another person always makes me feel uncomfortable because it's like human interaction. You don't understand humans enough to explain their actions when people are like, oh, scandal in the papers, or scandal about this, or whatnot, it's like, it's very hard for me to believe that, like, you know you found your person. And then I look at Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, and I'm like, oh yeah, but he found his person, and he never let go, and he never wants to let go. So, the point of this whole kind of eventual rant was, Congrats, Richard Paul Evans, you made me cry successfully, and congrats, Netflix, you grabbed my attention, and I did not speed through the movie at all. Would I recommend you to read the book? Eh, it's not necessary. If you want a decent romance kind of Christmas slow burn read, go ahead, read it. But overall, you don't need to. Would I recommend the movie? Sure. If you can handle it, Sure. It's relatively the same length as most other movies, which is, like, a one hour and a half. Um, <clears throat> there aren't, other than, like, emotional past and trauma and, like, just kind of dealing with the death of a child or a sibling. There's really not much I can really say that would kind of dissuade you against this. All in all, solid novel, solid movie. Yeah. So, thank you again for listening to my little like um review of The Noel Diary. Um, would I say it's very Christmassy? No. Mostly cuz it doesn't it's not like I believe in Christmas again, you know? It's just more romancy and more like drama, I guess. <laughs> And what I'm really surprised is that this is a part of a collection. That's what I'm here telling you. It's a part of a collection. So you have the Noel Diary. You have the Noel Stranger. You have the Noel Street. You have the Noel Letters. That's where it ends. Like there's four books in this collection, which amazes me. But they're very separate stories, which I appreciate. Um, do I think that we are going to get an extension in, like, the Netflix series? No. Netflix is, I think for, except for Dash and Lily, they've never really done anything that's, like, a whole, like, separate collection of different movies. Maybe for Dolly Parton, but that's kind of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. All said and done. Looking forward to Christmas. <clears throat> will you get more Christmas-like books as we go? We'll see. Because Christmas heartfelt dramas always make me cry. And I don't feel like recording anything afterwards. But if there is one, I will update the podcast as well. Um, anyways, if you do want to reach out to me, my personal Instagram is at regday, R-E-G dot D-E-Y. Um that's there. Um, and if you want to check out the podcast, it's at R-E-I dot erse Ravers, on Instagram. All right? Take care and have a good day, guys.